Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. It's coming up, NHL trade deadline coming up on Monday. And Jeremy Rutherford joins us. We're going to talk to Paul Biancardi of ESPN coming up at 9.15. Talk a little NCAA with him. Michelle, Randy, and we go to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. And our Blues Insider from The Athletic is the one and only Jeremy Rutherford. Good morning, sir. How you doing? Good morning and happy St. Patrick's Day. Are you wearing green right now? I actually am not. I just walked into the gym and everybody's got green on and I feel naked. <laughs> well, don't get naked in the gym. <laughs> yeah, nobody wants that. <laughs> so the the Penguins are in town tonight, and the Blues have several games before they play or before they have the deadline, the the trade deadline on Monday. And Jr., uh, we still aren't uh, the, the media. Those of you that cover the Blues on a daily basis still not in the dressing room, correct, on a regular basis. So you don't really get the read of the the nerves that players are experiencing. But just give us, because of your history being around the club, what it's like in the days leading up to a trade deadline. Yeah, I think there's definitely uh, an awareness in that locker room. You know, I think where you get the most information on that topic, Randy, is when you talk to players uh, a year or two, three years, even after their careers, about what trade deadline was like. And they'll tell you, you know, a little bit more detail than they would if they were uh, going through it uh, like the the next couple days. And they all have said, yeah, guys are reading, guys are listening, guys see social media, you know, in this last generation. And uh, and they're definitely aware that something's going to happen. And you know, does it lead to the play uh, on the ice being different? Guys picking up their game in the weeks before the trade deadline? It possibly could, but I've definitely heard some stories about guys being worried about getting moved and just all the logistics with the family and, and that stuff. And, uh, you know, I think that uh, there's got to be a couple players on this Blues roster who are thinking that leading up to Monday. Absolutely, JR. And a target that a lot of Blues fans had their hopes set on was Ben Sherratt, but the Canadians are sending him to the Panthers for quite a big haul. Tell us what you know about the Blues' interest and involvement here. How interested were they in Sherratt, and how far were they willing to go? I think they were heavily interested. Uh, you know, it's, it's hard to say top target, but he just plays a different style than the rest of the guys on the board. And so if the Blues, uh, which they did, identified that style as the, what they wanted to add to their team, you know, he was their guy, but unfortunately for the Blues, there were several other teams that were involved in this, as many as uh, 8 to 10 in the past couple weeks. And then Florida, you know, ponied up. They give up the first-round pick, not 2022, but a 2023 first-round pick, and that draft is said to be even better. And then they give up the fourth-round pick and also a, a prospect who's in college that's got a ton of talent, too. So if, if you're the St. Louis Blues, it was a first-round pick plus, and I don't think many fans were – uh, in favor of the team doing that. So, you know, I don't see many people upset that the Blues lost out on Ben Sherratt today, but 
there's a lot of trust in Doug Armstrong with this fan base, as we all know, and, and they feel like he's going to be able to get something done. The unfortunate part is when a big package goes for Ben Schrott like that, if you're a team like the Blues looking for a defenseman, that price just went up on a few of those other guys. And, Jr. a couple of things. Number one, as you mentioned yesterday in the fast lane, with the fact that the Blues are older with people like O'Reilly and Shen and Tarasenko, they really can't afford to give up essentially an entire draft. That's exactly right. And here's the way I see it. You have Shen, you have Krug, you have Falk, you have even Bennington. You have a number of these guys who are early on in these long-term contracts. And so we all look at the second half, the back half of those deals, and we say, gosh, you know, that player is going to be 33, 34, 35. What kind of shape are the Blues going to be in, you know, with their roster and with their cap at that point? So guess what you need at that point? You need young players who've spent the past previous years developing, ready to come in, you know, like a Jordan Cairo, like a Robert Thomas. Well, that means you got to be drafting them right about now to have those guys ready. And so, that's why you can't just throw first-round picks around just to bring in any guy. And, and so if, the, if it makes sense, you know, if it's a Hampus Lindholm or it's a Jacob Chikrin, you're going to get some term with a guy like Chikrin. You know, I think that could be worth it because you do have that championship window open now. Just have to be careful because, Randy, like you said, you need those young guys in a few years. Jerry, you just threw out a couple names there, but with Sherratt off the table, what other names are on the board for the Blues? Where do they go from here? Well, I think the one thing, even though, you know, I mentioned that uh, Sherratt was a guy who, you know, they like his style and they felt like that's what he brings. You know, Chikrin may not be that type of guy. He, in fact, he's not the Sherratt guy. So, you know, do the Blues say, okay, well, maybe we're not as hung up on the style that we want. We still want a quality defender. This guy, Chikrin's got some term. He's got a few years left on that contract. You know, the salary is good. You know what? Let's take the plunge and do that. But two things. The price was already high on uh, Jacob Chicken because Arizona doesn't have to move him, Michelle. Uh, and then secondly, you know, after the Sherratt deal, the price goes up even more, I think so. So uh, it's just going to be expensive, whatever you do. And then you look at uh, Hampus Plinholm, he might be the best uh, defenseman in the entire bunch on the free agent market. So, you know, again, you're talking first-round picks, you're talking top prospects. You know, you're not talking Tyrus and Thomases. Those guys are untouchable, but you're talking – Jake Neighbors, you're talking Zach Bolduc's, uh, some some really top tier prospects. Jr., what's your read on the Sharks defenseman Middleton, who apparently has been made available and is only a seven hundred fifty thousand dollar cap hit? Yeah, I think that he could be a good fit. He plays in the Sharks top four. Uh, I think that he could bring the element uh, that the Blues want. And he's kind of a, a real good story. You know, he goes in there, you know, not with high expectations, you know, as you can see by the contract just being seven hundred fifty thousand. But he's played really well. So there's the type of guy who's overachieved the contract. So if you're in the Blues position, it works great because he can come in, help you out, and it's not going to be a huge hit on the cap. You're not going to have to move a ton out. So I think the way I see Middleton, he's in that group uh, with a a few other guys around the league, kind of that second tier. But in this situation, the guys who lost out on uh, Sherratt, the the teams who don't want to pay the price that it's going to cost for Chikrin, Lindholm, you know, and then maybe another group of teams who are just going into this looking for a second-tier type guy, you know, those are the types of names they're going to want, too. Jared, great piece up at The Athletic about Stanley Cup contenders, teams that are looking towards the playoffs and how they stack up against one another. As currently constructed, how do the Blues stack up against other potential playoff teams? Yeah, I think they stack up pretty well, and, you know, they, we've got a couple articles up. You know, one is uh, about a checklist. You know, what, what do you have the top? center uh you know every stanley cup team 
has that type of guy. The Blues had it with uh, Ryan O'Reilly. It's kind of like a, a checklist story. Uh, you know, do you have the goaltender that can win the Stanley Cup? Of course, we know that Jordan Bennington won a Stanley Cup. Maybe not to that level right now. Uh, you do have uh, Billy Huso, who's played well. Can he be that guy? So I think the Blues, you know, could have the goaltending, but I think it all comes down to this defense. And, you know, Colton Preco, I think, has played better. Uh, you know, I think that uh, Nico Mikola has been good at times, but that's why we keep saying they probably need to add uh, a top pair guy to go with Colton Preco. I think you're fine with your second pair with, with Krug and Falk. And if you add somebody, it's going to have a trickle-down effect and put somebody into that third pairing. And so I think your, your depth would be good there. So, Michelle, you know, the Colorados, they're probably on a different level. Uh, I think uh, you just you, know, you get to the second round, you take your chance with, uh, with those guys. Uh, but I think to get through that first round, the Blues are definitely going to have to add somebody uh, to get into that next round. Does the Blues approach or their ability to approach Monday change with Bozak on long-term injured reserve? Yeah, so that's a tough one. Uh, four weeks, he gets reevaluated with that lower body injury. Um, we did not see a call-up yesterday. I'd imagine there could be one today. Uh, you know, is Dakota Joshua a guy they bring up? They weren't excited with uh, his last few games, Randy, uh, just kind of a lack of physicality. And, you know, that's what uh, he needs to bring. Um, you know, does he kind of get the wake-up call that he had an opportunity and, and didn't play well and they were, you know, kind of public about what they needed from him? You know, that could be the case. But the one thing is I respect Tyler Bozek. I think he is a very quality, uh, responsible player. Obviously, he's a Stanley Cup uh, guy. I, I think that, you know, that fourth line, it's got a new identity with the McKenzie McEachrans, with the uh, Alex Torepchenkos. And so, you know, Tyler Bozak, does he bring it every night? And does he, uh, you know, fit that role? I think those are two different questions. I think you can count on him. Uh, but I do think that if you can get another guy in there who brings physicality like a Dakota Joshua, if it's him, you know, then I think that brings an extra element to that line. JR, always love having you on. Have a great day, and we will talk to you soon. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a good uh, holiday here. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, bet online for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.